Hi there. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about being an overcomer. And so let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you said you want to be with us, that you said when we gather in your name, you're here in the midst of us. So we acknowledge you. We thank you and praise you for your presence. We thank you for teaching us. We love you. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So God is talking to us about being an overcomer. And I don't think many people realize that, how important that is. And he's not, you know, I'm not saying that Jesus didn't overcome for you, but being an overcomer really is believing um, without the doubt. I mean, believing instead of doubting. So being an overcomer is overcoming the doubt, is what I'm trying to say. I want to read to you Revelation 3, 5 says, Thus shall he who conquers, who is victorious, be clad in white garments, and I will not erase or blot his name out from the book of life. I will acknowledge him as mine, and I will confess his name openly before my father and before his angels. Now, if that's the first time that you heard that, that's pretty a pretty big thing. If you didn't know, your name could be taken out of the book of life. If you thought you could just say that prayer, ask Jesus come and live on the inside of you and then keep living the way you did. That's not the case. God is calling us to live in faith. To be an overcomer is to live by faith, not by what you see, not by what is said, but to believe the word of God, to commit to him and live by faith. Hebrews says, and we're going to go there, the just shall live by faith. And if we shrink back, he has no pleasure in us. And so that's what God is saying. And so much of the time we start believing him for something and then it gets a little rough and we quit and we give up. You know, God was telling me that this book is the book of life, is a book of faith where um, our story is going to be in there. We overcame and we're going to be in this book. And so that is pretty exciting in itself. But you want to be in that book because if you're not in that book, your name is going to be blotted out. It, you know, if you're not in that book, you're, you're, gonna, you're not going to go where you're thinking you want to go. And so it's not just getting born again and sitting back and relaxing until Jesus comes and gets you the heck out of here. But you got to fight that good fight of faith. You have to live by faith. We're talking about blending in to the world. It's not like that. It's not like that. It's not about waiting for him to come and just get you out of here because it's such a terrible place, but you are called to make a difference. You are called to be an overcomer, to not let the doubt, don't let unbelief overtake you. And the enemy is going to come. And that is what he's after. He's after your faith. He's after stealing God from you. And he does that by stealing your, um, your faith, by, by stealing even the knowledge of knowing that you have to live by faith. God is calling us to do that. And if we don't, I want to read to you um, in verse 9, take note, I will make those a sin of God of Satan who say they're Jews and they're not, but lie. And so what God is saying to us is that if you say you're a Christian, but really you're not living this overcoming life, you're not victorious, then really, what does it say? It says, you're a synagogue of Satan, and I will make them come and bow down before you and at your feet and learn and acknowledge 
that I have loved you because you have guarded and kept my word of patient endurance, have held fast the lesson of my patience with expectant endurance that I will give you. I will also keep you safe from the hour of trial testing, which is coming upon the whole world to try those who dwell upon the earth. I'm going to read some more. It's good stuff. I'm coming quickly. I hold fast to what I have so that no one may rob you and deprive you of your crown. He who overcomes is victorious, and I will make him a pillar in the sanctuary of God. He shall never be put out of it or go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which descends from God out of heaven, from my God out of heaven, in my new name. He who can hear, let him listen and take heed to what the Spirit is saying to the assemblies and to the angel, the messenger, assembly of church. And well, then he goes on to the next correction. But this is the correction that God is talking to us today, that we need to know that we are to be overcomers. You know, he's coming and he hasn't come yet because we have a lack of revelation knowledge. Hosea says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. He wants us to know. He wants us to be prepared. He, he wants us to be ready for his return. He wants us to make it. He said many on that day um, are going to say, we did this in your name, we did that in your name. And, and I'm going to say to them, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. And what does that have to do with anything? Well, if you're not an overcomer, if you're not living in faith, you're living in lawlessness. Whatever the Word of God tells us to do, that's living in faith. Whether it looks too hard or not, we're called to do that. And just by the way, um, if it looks too hard, you're just listening to the enemy because he's trying to get you to not do it. I want to read to you Hebrews 10, 38. And while I turn there, um, Hebrews 4 tells us that while we're here, we're supposed to be... um, seeking to enter into that rest of faith. We're to be fighting. Actually, I'm just going to read that to you first, I think, because I can never just get it just right. So Hebrews 4.11 said, Let us therefore be zealous and um, exert ourselves and strive diligently to enter into the rest of God, to know and experience for ourselves that no one may fall and perish by the same kind of unbelief and disobedience in which those in the wilderness fell. And so we're to be working to have that faith so we don't fail. Hebrews 10. um, Actually, I'm going to start with verse 35. Do not, therefore, cling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God, thus receiving, carry away, enjoy the full of what is promised. For still a little while, the coming one will come. He will not delay, but the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things and holy fervor born of faith and enjoyed and conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. But our way is not that of those who draw back to eternal misery and are utterly destroyed. But we are those who believe, who cleave to, trust in, rely on God through Jesus Christ, Messiah, by faith, preserve the soul. 
And so this is really just reiterating what um, Revelation is saying about being that overcomer. You know, and when it talks about that um, conviction, you know, I often feel when I start believing the Word of God, I feel convicted that I can't quit and give up. And it's true. We aren't to quit and give up. We are to press in and fight that good fight of faith. We are to be overcomers. And it clearly says if we're not, if we draw back in fear, let me read this to you again in case you didn't get it. Our way is not that of those who draw back to eternal misery and are utterly destroyed, but we are those who believe, who cleave to, trust, and rely on God through Jesus Christ. And by faith, preserve the soul. The just shall live by faith. And if you shrink back in fear, um, God has no delight or pleasure in you. And so we are to just press in and believe the word of God and live the word of God. So often people think it's just a prayer and it's their ticket to heaven, but it's not. It's changing from living how you lived before and moving into the kingdom of God. It's a lifestyle change. You live by his word. You're committed to him. And that's what you're saying when you ask him to come live on the inside of you and be your God. You're saying, I'm committing to you. I'm bowing down. I'm bowing down to you. I'm going to live your, my life your way. I'm going to live by what you say, not by what I see. So we have to come in agreement with his word. So if his word says, by his stripes, we were healed, we have to agree with that. If the word says to tithe, we agree with that. If the word says, and the word does say all these things to forgive, then we forgive. If, if the word, whatever the word tells us to do, that is our standard. That is how we live. And that is how we give a clear message to unbelievers. When we're overcomers, they're going to see the difference between them and us. But if we just lay down, and so many people think that, they can just like wait for Jesus to come, and then, you know, they get to leave here. But if we're not living by faith, we just read, if we're not living as overcomers, that's not going to happen. And so God is calling us today to be an overcomer, to finish that faith project you had, whatever you started believing, don't shrink back and give up, but just keep seeking Jesus, keep seeking him, and he's going to help you to do that. He said, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. When you go to him, he's going to give you the revelation knowledge and um, the encouragement to keep believing. He's going to help you. He's going to get all those dead branches out of your life so you can be in agreement with him. And then you're going to ask what you will, and it's going to happen. You're going to be glorifying the Father, proving to be true followers of his. We are called to overcome. Jesus overcame, and now we're called to believe that he did. Believe he overcame for us, and we can live a sin-free life. We can live like him. We can do the work he called us to do. And the work that he called us to do is to be that overcomer. It's a work. It's a fight. And he's calling you to do that. If you never asked Jesus to be your Lord, I just want to say a prayer with you right now. If you'd like to do that, if you want him to come and live on the inside of you and be with you all the time. He said he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, he's going to come in and dine with you. That means he's going to hang out with you. He's going to be your God. 
And um, you're going to be his people, and he's going to teach you. He's going to correct you. He's going to help you to be that overcomer. And then you're going to have eternal life when you leave here. It's still God prompting me again to say, to tell you what he said to me one day. He said, many people think on that day that they're just going to, when they leave here, um, or when he comes, I suppose, I think he was talking about when they leave here, that um, they're going to just move in with him. And that isn't true because those same people who um, don't agree with him or have time for him um, have nothing, really want nothing to do with him. Um, those people are, are thinking something that's false because you, why would you want to move in with someone you don't even know or have time for or agree with? That's not going to happen. And we're deceived in thinking that. So it's not just a free ticket to heaven, but it's a relationship when you have to have time for, you have to be in agreement with him. And um, yeah, you just got to, you got to care. You got to have a relationship. You got to come in one. You have to be in agreement with him. You have to have time for him. If you don't want to take time for him, then um, the relationship is never going to go anywhere. And so God wants us to know him. He really does. And that's always the bottom line that we got to take the time to get to know him. He is his word. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. So after you say this prayer, you want to look at this word every day. You want to get to know him and live in his kingdom and um, let him teach you. Be in agreement with him and then he'll manifest himself to you. And so if you want to say that prayer with me, Revelation said he's knocking at the door of your heart. If you invite him in, then he's going to come in and hang out with you. He's going to be your God. And I might have already said that. I don't know. But anyway, saying it twice is a good thing, right? So dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you would come live on the inside of us and be our God. Teach us. We thank you that you bore our sickness or disease or sorrow or pain. You took stripes for our healing. You came that we may have life have it to the full, fullest. You came so that we could be right with the Father. You laid down your life for us. You shed your blood for us so that we can be forgiven. And so we receive you. We thank you. Thank you for your correction, teaching us how to be committed to you, to be as faithful to you as you are to us. We love you so much. We praise you. Give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you said that prayer for the first time, I'd love it so much if you let me know. God bless you.